So at the time of recording, we have just uploaded our first ever episode and no one has responded to it. So, uh, get fucked. <laughs> it's been 34 minutes. Um, I'm gonna die <laughs> if I don't receive immediate attention. Like, ne- neither your girlfriend, nor my partner, nor any of our mutual soulmates no. have responded <laughs> at all. Our mutual soulmates, I love that. You know how it'd be in the lesbian group chat. Yeah, they're um, mutual soulmates. Horrified. Anyway. So I guess we're the only people in the world who appreciate us, except for you, darling listener. Our darling listeners, <laughs> the optimistic. <laughs> there may be more than one. So, well, tell us about this book that you have. Yeah, do you? Two days ago, in Dublin, in a secondhand shop that will not be named, I was returning a pair of boots, and they're like, "We can't give you money. We can only give you." store credit or you can buy something else that amounts to the price of these boots and I was like sure and I wandered around the shop and I bought some things including um this copy of Twilight Saga the official illustrated guide Mm. a companion to the number one best-selling series by Stephanie Mayer um it looks like it was originally sold in Eason's for uh the low low affordable price of 19 euro (laughs) yeah and i got it in a secondhand shop for two euro so we're doing well um i was just hoping 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 i was hoping that perhaps it would answer some of my questions about the world of twilight but i don't know that it will uh you were flicking through it (laughs) yeah i was just i was i honestly because in any piece of media that i ever look or see and it has irish things and i want to see how wrong they are (laughs) Mm -hmm. if it's not by an irish person so i was just reading up on the irish coven vampires Mm -hmm. maggie liam and siobhan okay yeah tell us about them oh i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) i'm currently just looking at immortal children with Jared Legal, but I believe that came up in uh, Breaking Dawn. Dawn, yeah. The thing I'm interested in is the illustrations. The beautiful anime. <laughs> which are horrific. Yeah, it's so bad. Also, I didn't know, I, I reread the book recently as well, mm-hmm. um, and I forgot that Laurent was originally written as just to have olive skin. I don't know if that word means anything. Yeah, because Katniss Everdeen also had olive skin. <laughs> I think it really, it means brownish mm. in a way that connotates Mediterranean because that's where olive oil comes from. Mm. It's like ethnically um, ambiguous, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I really love the character of Laurent. Um, I do quite like the villains of yeah. Laurent, James and, and Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. I think they were kind of the best villains of the series. Was there a villain in season season two? Sorry. Was there a villain in New Moon? Who was the villain? Oh, it was Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. And Bella's depression. And Bella's depression. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest question shoot is what are vampires materially made from? Oh, there is a part in that book about the Voltori and rumors that they spread about vampires. Yeah. And rumors that are true and rumors that they made up yeah or whatever because they're in charge of like like i'm trying to find the bit which is in the fucking page listing Mm. of oh yeah no it starts on page 66 Mm. the first 66 
pages of this book are an interview with Stephanie Mayer, which we're going to get a lot out of later on, I think. I would say... what I'm Because... Because the Twilight vampires smell like incense. Yeah, when they burn. When they're burned. And that is just the throwaway kind of thing that someone would add. But, like, it really says something about the world in which these books take place. Mm. Does Stephanie Mayer ever mention the Vatican? I, well, yeah, because... Oh, well, no, I don't know, because he goes to Italy. Yeah. And the Volturi is in Volterra. Yeah. In Italy, and... I don't know. Because what I am interested in is the idea that if there was a world in which there were immortal predators upon humanity, Mm. which are very difficult to kill, Mm. but the only way to kill them is to dismember and burn them, and the burning of their bodies smells like incense Mm. well then that would probably be where the smell of incense comes from because incense isn't like just a thing that occurs in the wild it is a medley of spices which you put together to smell a particular way like potpourri so are you telling me every mass i've ever been to was filled with vampire smoke i sure hope so (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just, uh, that's such an interesting concept. Yeah, it's an interesting descriptive term to use. Because, also, yeah, I've noticed as well in the book they talk about Bella's scent a lot. Mm-hmm. And apparently her smell is floral. Almost. Yeah, and I I'm like, I remember what? hyacinth? No, like, or lavender. But yeah. like, what do other people smell like if they're, if he defines it as floral, is there like, meat smells <laughs> my first thought was a meaty stank yeah like a fried chicken kind of scent or like mm-hmm. that's what i'd want to be eating if i was a vampire yeah i wouldn't want to be sucking down on this perfume bottle of a human being humans smell like wet animals yes that's what yeah. we are yeah in this book it says in the physical characteristics of vampires under reaction to sunlight i quote directly here In direct sunlight, the disparity between human and vampire becomes more obvious. The cellular membrane of the vampire is not as soft or as permeable as in a human cell. It has crystalline properties that cause the surface of the vampire skin to react prismatically, giving the vampire a glitter-like shimmer in sunlight. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. That's not how physics (laughs) works. But I didn't know that. I didn't know there was an actual reasoning for it. I mean, I think her reasoning, I I always got the impression her reasoning was that they are like marble statues. Mm. The reasoning is because she had a sexy dream Mm -hmm. and in it the dudes sparkled. Mm -hmm. But like, if their cell membranes are crystalline, then movement they're not flexible Mm. like they would slowly be like leaving vampire dust behind them yeah i also feel like they would make noise they'd be like when they moved around which is so much better and horrific yeah and terrifying and i love it Mm. but i always thought it would have been better if edward had shown bella his true face in the sun and he was just like ugly yeah like not even monstrous looking he just Ugly. He looked ugly. He looked as he did when he was dying. Just bad. Yeah. Oh no. What? Oh no. 
no. Oh, no. What are you reading? Okay, so so obviously in the history of vampire-ness mm. happening, mm. it's like, okay, vampires are very, very pale. Mm. And the generally understood reason for that is because they don't have blood, Aye. which gives us most of our human flushedness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not what Stephanie Mayer said. Please, please, why? There are no black vampires, apparently. Are you for serious? Pale vampire skin is a product of the vampire venom transformative process. The venom leaches all pigment from the skin as it changes the human skin into a more indestructible vampire form. Regardless of original ethnicity, a vampire's skin will be exceptionally pale. The hue varies slightly with darker-skinned humans having a barely discernible olive tone to their vampire skin, but light shades remain the same. All forms of skin pigmentation, freckles, moles, birthmarks, age marks, scars, and tattoos disappear during transformation. Yikes. That's the worst thing I've ever read. That's the biggest yikes I've ever witnessed. (laughs) Holy shit. Stephanie. Stephanie, you (laughs) racist. (laughs) Stephanie, I just want to talk. Stephanie, why? Oh, God. Yeah, that makes sense then. This is... Because Catherine Hardwick had to push really hard to have people of colour on The First Twilight. Is that her first name? Yeah, Catherine Hardwick. No? Yeah, yeah, Catherine Hardwick. I'm officially now only a fan of Catherine Hardwick's. Yeah, I don't like Twilight the other films. Movie. Like, yeah. oh my god, this is basically just Eurocentric standards of beauty. Which is crazy because there are Amazonian vampires. And that's the sexiest thing yeah. anyone could ever <laughs> think of. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so mad because, like, like. Okay, for one thing, if you're going to say that becoming a vampire leeches all pigment from your skin, be consistent. Mm. You can't say that you can't say that your birthmarks and your tattoos all disappear, but if you are dark-skinned, you will have a very slight tan. Mm. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's either all or nothing. Is this just her trying to retroactively explain the fact that There's in the no book she people. describes the, oh, there's the, no black people. In yeah. the book, she describes Laurent as being olive toned, yeah. and now she's like, "Oh shit! I said they, none of them have any pigment in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I need to change it slightly." There's <clears throat> lots of inconsistencies in the books. I've noticed. I've been going through the tags on Tumblr and stuff, um, and just people still have very strong opinions, and people have been pointing out like story inconsistencies and with vampires and with the werewolves as well i'd be really interested to know some of the like logistical inconsistencies and how the supernatural creatures work yeah if you could think of any that you saw no i can't think of any i mean just even the crystalline structure Mm. does not make sense no or even their strength like because edward is always like you know if i if i'm not extremely careful i could crush you or whatever but then but then like they can be themselves at home then how come like they never accidentally fucking walk through a wall he can play a piano yeah so he has like he has the restraint being extremely strong doesn't mean you have no motor control yeah it's like stuff like that annoyed me reading the book there are people in this world who have more strength than other people Mm -hmm. and they are still able to pick things up gently you mm, know mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's just to be sexy mm. to be like oh i can't control myself around you i might snap your neck <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> he says that he says i might um i might reach out to stroke your cheek and like 
crush your skull or something like that. What Mormons think are hot. I, <laughs> I think I might have to learn more about Mormonism yeah. for this podcast. I think so too. Because it's my first thing. Like maybe maybe Stephanie Mayer is just a really lax Mormon. This is just her personal what she thinks is hot. Yeah, her personal monster fucker playground. Please don't say that. <laughs> Please don't say those words. She built this prison and we're all living in it. It's true, yeah. But, like, you did just recently reread it. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I really, I love the atmosphere of it. I love forks. I mm-hmm. And I, I love that in my head I can see everything as, you know, green and wet and rainy. And it's nice and Bella's you know a strange teenage girl who thinks the world hates her and uh yeah it's really good and the characters are really interesting and yeah. ballet it, like the, it's funny sometimes too like yeah they have jokes there's genuinely good stuff like the, the line that a lot of people loved in the movie or at least all of a lot of the fandom loved in the movie of like the wasting of finite resources is everyone's business yeah it's everyone's business Bella. Like, <laughs> yeah it's that's funny in the book. That's that's funny, funny. yeah, yeah. This ancient twink. Yeah, he cares. He cares about the earth. Yeah. Fucked up about vampires in the poke in a post-apocalyptic future. Mm. How do you think vampires feel about global warming? I guess probably much like humans, most of them don't think about it too much because mm. they're too focused on their day-to-day struggles. Mm-hmm. But I would say if they are immortal, they are way more likely to actually notice it and they're not going to pretend it isn't happening Yeah. because they can be like, yeah, no. Do you think there's any Republican vampires? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jasper's right there. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper is right there. It would have been really funny if she kept the naming theme consistent because Jasper is a type of stone. So if they were all named after stones, because... If they were the crystal gems. <laughs> because they're statues, because they're oh, living, yeah, living yeah, statues. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Like, Beryl is a name. Beryl could have been Emmett's name. Emmett's name? Emmett, yeah. Beryl is a girl's name. No, it's not. It is. Stones don't have gender. True. Stones definitely don't have gender. Stones don't have gender. You got me there. However, it is traditionally... Given to girl babies. Yeah, Beryl. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious because I'm aware it's been a while since I've read the book. So I really want to know. I have, like, I read a book and then instantly forget it. Yeah, like, I've had jobs like that. Where <laughs> I walk out the door and people are like, how was work? And I'm like, no idea. It's done. I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> no, I, just, I don't remember the book at all. And I just finished it today. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Side characters? Uh, Angela. Oh, there's a whole character that wasn't in the film. Who? Lauren. Who is a bitch to Bella because Tyler has a big crush on Bella. Tyler's the guy who almost kills her with the van. Yeah. And he's... Classic crush behavior. Yes. Oh and... my god. He has a crush. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't like Bella and she's always mean to her. And she's there. And she's she goes to Port Angeles with them to do the dress shopping. Also, the scene in Port Angeles in the book is way scarier. Yeah. It's way scarier. Yeah, because I think maybe the book is trying to portray Bella as somewhat oblivious. 
Yes, she gets lost really easily. And they're like, and she doesn't realize that she is at risk. Whereas in the movie, yeah. it's kind of a horror scene yeah. where it's like, it has gotten dark. Mm, you no, are alone. It's the same in the book. And yeah. and she's walking, she's trying to walk to get somewhere. And she's like, okay, if I walk down this street, it's going to bring me back to the main street. And I'm yeah. okay. And it's okay. Because there's two of them walking behind her, but they're mm-hmm. walking really far behind. And she is like, maybe I'm just freaking out. Like maybe they're mm-hmm. like, just walking back this way. And she turns and she can see the cars and she can see the people, but it's like really far away mm-hmm. and she's not close enough to the street lamps or to the people for it to be feel safe. Yeah. And that's when the other two guys, they corralled her into yeah. a, an alleyway and that's when the other two guys come around the corner. It's really scary. Yeah. But she is like thinking like she she's in her head. She's like trying to think of the self-defense that she learned. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to kick him in the balls. I'm going to push his nose mm-hmm. through his brain. Like, I'm, I'm going to scream. Yeah. So, yeah. She's not completely helpless. No. No. But she's ready to fight these people. Has, hmm, interesting. Because mm-hmm. I feel like she's often portrayed in popular culture as useless. Yeah. But, like, also Bella's autonomy is a punchline for a lot of people in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, when she punches Jacob. Yeah. And he's like, ha ha. Yeah. Or when she's like, I can look after myself, and Edward's like... No, you can't. You're a child, baby, and you will kill yourself. Yeah, you are made of glass, and I am in love with you, and I must keep you safe, but I must keep you human. Yeah. 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 So... That's that's the same. Like, Edward does that a lot, and Bella's frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You would be. And I mean, it does kind of make sense in that he is indestructible indestructible yeah. compared to her and when the way they portray like vampire memories mm. as like your human memories fade, fade yeah because your new experience of the world is just so high death mm-hmm. that you don't remember things as well from your human times like it makes sense that he would be like well you're a stupid kind of delicate creature like the way adults remember childhood mm-hmm. where they people can find it really hard to empathize with kids because they don't remember being a kid because mm-hmm. they've changed since then mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's kind of understandable but it's a very unhealthy dynamic for a relationship yeah and it's all also ex- immediately off the bat like he's yeah. like you're a beacon for tragedy like you attract death <laughs> towards you it's really strange and she's a child she's 17 she's 17 years old yeah yeah I'm caught between like she's a child and like she is a an adult woman like you know she's 17 so she's a teenager she, she knows in that space yeah. but like you know don't be super fucking patronizing to her yeah just and at the same time don't be don't be facilitating risky behavior it's a hard line to walk yeah um but I just wish he had more respect for her cuz she's his partner yeah at a certain point yeah yeah that they they go from they very quickly are will die for each other yeah they very quickly are like well bella is <laughs> god bless you is like you're my life now yeah and like the, i i enjoy the relationship i think it's funny mm-hmm. i think they're funny and weird and awkward and they get on and really they well get together. on well together mm-hmm. But they're well met. Yeah, yeah, but the aspects of the relationship that I don't like is Edward being extremely protective and controlling, mm-hmm. and then Bella being like, "Nothing else in my life matters, only you," and Do- she's willing so quickly to become a vampire. Yep. 